I remember whenever I was little, I was swinging on my swing set, and the Lord was swinging with me. And I want to see more of him. I want to see him just come in my room. I know at night, like, I'll be in my room, just have the lights off, just thinking about things. And it's like, I'll just see angels and stuff. But, I mean, I just, I want to see him. I want to see more of him. So, I'm getting all hot, but it's all good. So. Thank you. Isn't that good? I'll never forget that. She was so little, and she came in. I said, Mariah, what have you been doing? And she said, I've been swinging with Jesus. I just thought it was so awesome. So go ahead. What are we doing next? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, my folks. No, I don't want. You don't want to hear me preach. Uh, my folks lived in that house that they yes. live in in before my mother passed on, um, well, actually, it was, I think she was still living in the house, and she was struggling, you know, physically, and, but she told me, she said, there's been an angel in there that, that's really helped me, you know, like when I couldn't get up off the divan, so I don't know if it's the same angel or not, but she, I said, well, what did he look like, and she said, He's really big, and that's about all she said. <laughs> well, maybe he's still hanging around. So, are we going to receive the offering, or what are we doing? Well, let's just receive the offering. Okay. okay. This is a church offering now, and we'll okay. receive a love offering for Catherine at the close of the service, okay? Okay. And we've already played the music, so we've already yeah, played just the. Just go ahead and receive so the offering. Just go ahead and receive it. The church offering. Amen. Thank you all for giving. Uh, to go along with what she said, while we were worshiping, I saw an angel fly into the room in the spirit. I saw him fly into the room, and he was he was in battle gear. Amen. Cool. He was an angel of battle. Yes. So Amen. There may be battling that needs to take place tonight Amen. in some form. Amen. Or Thank I'm you, telling you, the Lord's stirring it up now. Yes. There's, there's even more anointing here tonight. Yes. We've got, thank you, Lord. Got more <laughs> apostolic, prophetic people here tonight, yes. and uh, it's thank it's you. stirring up. <laughs> what, just come, come on, you're good. Are we ready to hear Miss Catherine? I think we are. Come on. Yes. Ready I just or not, here she comes. Thank her for coming, and I just want to tell y'all. Whenever I told her this morning at lunch mm. that, whenever she first came, we went to lunch, and I didn't know her, and or no, and she didn't know me. But she just talked. She spent time with me, and she talked to me about just kind of where I was at, and uh, what was going on with me, and. It was just stuff about home, and I couldn't. I told her, I said I couldn't even grasp anything of what she's talking about right now. <laughs> but um, where? But but she, but she was real enough, and I thank you so much because there's so many people that don't have time for people, and um, she was willing to help me right where I was at. And you haven't forgot where you've came from. And we don't need to forget sometimes really where we come from, you know. But I so appreciate that, Catherine. And one of the things she told me was, things are going on at home, go to the bathroom and you can deal with it out loud in the bathroom and bind and do stuff in the bathroom. That's what the bathroom's for. <laughs> Spiritual warfare. <laughs> It still is, so I've never forgot that. But anyway, so but I I just really appreciate. It. And there's been some times that I've just needed to talk to somebody, and 
she's answered my call and she's helped me and I so appreciate that I, I really do and I, I just appreciate who you are and I so appreciate you pushing us and pushing us and pushing us and you get that honestly because Barbara Wintrouble that you're is your apostle she does the exact same thing so I appreciate people that continue to push us further to the Lord so bless you for that so the occult specialist Catherine Watsey is here come on let's give the Lord thanks and welcome Catherine thank you okay well um I saw what Rob saw but I just saw it a little different I just wanted to say that and because I told you already we were going to talk about fire tonight, but I'm going to cut it shorter because the Lord is already saying things to me. But you'll get what you're supposed to get, so don't worry. <laughs> but we got to go with the Spirit. And that's the thing that we're pushing here is we can't do methods. You can't do methods. That's not God. Principles is God. The Word is full of principles, His laws, and His principles. And that's what's wrong in the body of Christ. We see somebody succeed and we want, how did you do that? And I was sharing at lunch that when I went to India to this church of these two women, and they're so awesome, and they wanted me to come teach spiritual warfare, and I did, but I didn't teach them do this and do that. I shared testimonies about what we did, but I shared that the Holy Spirit always tells us what to do and when to do it. And they were so flustered. Because they wanted me to tell them step one, step two, step three, step four. And I said, you got to go there. But once you understand God's principles and God's ways, you see, that's what's wrong with the church. When you read the word, you learn God's ways. And you walk in his ways. That's what you're supposed to learn. Not a method, but God's ways and his principles. So I want to say a prayer right now. I have a friend. She's actually a very dear friend of mine. She's on my council, and I feel like the power of God is in here right now. Her husband is in the hospital with COVID, and she had COVID, and she's at home. She's been with me since 2003, and um, it's Karen Blomgren, the state leader for Iowa. She took the place of me when I left, but she's always been with me. She was my administrator for many years. She's a powerful woman, and everybody's praying, but he's on a ventilator, and they're trying to tell her he's not going to make it. So let's lift him up. His name is Bill. We're going to lift up Bill before the Lord right now. So Father, we thank you for Bill and Karen and their lives and all that they do for you in the kingdom of God. And Father, we just put the blood of Jesus on the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And we say, be healed in Jesus' name. Bill, we speak to your lungs. Be healed. Be healed. In Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, strengthen Karen. Strengthen Karen. Strengthen all those that are praying. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, turn it around. Turn it around, Lord. Turn it around. She came with me last time. That's right. Karen came here. So um, this morning, I want to remind you, for those that weren't here, we talked about that today is, the, is really Pentecost. 
It's the real Pentecost today. Today is the day 50 of counting the Omer from Passover to Pentecost. And it's very strategic that God had me here today because I usually don't go at Passover and Pentecost or Tabernacles anywhere. I'm home. And when I looked it up, it's kind of funny. I looked it up and it said on the calendar, oh, it's not until next weekend because the churches are going to celebrate it next weekend. And I don't know why because today is Pentecost. Today's day 50. And so a lot of people don't understand why do you do that. And it's because, man, the fire of God <laughs> is up here. I am already just, it's like, Lord. <sighs> yes, please. I'm serious. It, I'm not just saying this. God is doing something right now, something that unexpected. You know, and we have to get out of his way. To do whatever it is he wants to do in here. <laughs> that includes me. <laughs> so, <whew>. hallelujah. <laughs> oh, man, there is so much fire right here. Oh, my gosh, Lord. Give me just a minute. See what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to do what I want to do. I want to do what he wants to do. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <sighs> Well, I remember the fiery tongues came on Pentecost. <laughs> and that's part of the reason I knew God wanted me here this after I found out that, well, today is really Pentecost. I'm going there on Pentecost, Lord. I'm not going to be home with my family on Pentecost. And God said, but that was, that was my idea. Oh. Okay, let's see what happens. I might fall on the floor, so... Lord, we just thank you for your presence here. Lord, that's really what is the most important thing, is that you are with us and we are with you. Whew. Well, I'm going to say what I saw, because if I don't say something, I'm going to fall. But I saw... What Rob saw, I saw fires here, little fires up and down here. That's what I saw. And I saw Jesus was lo loosening them. He was just loosening the fires. He just walked through here and loosed the fire in here. And that's, yeah, he's stoking the fire, and that's what it is. Now, I'm going to go ahead and, I think, do this. <laughs> okay. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about the Army of the Lord movement, but we're going to talk about fire today because that's what's going on everywhere I go, and that's what's going on in my house, okay? And I told you this morning, and now we talked about uh, Pentecost this morning. We talked about how in what happened uh, in Egypt and with Passover and Pentecost and what happened with the apostles at Pentecost. And that Jesus was the Passover lamb. We know all of that. And that he, what he did on Passover and what happened today is like the most powerful thing. It's not just, it's a nice Pentecost day. I mean, we have to get over this. I'm sick of it. I'm telling you now. The church, the church needs to wake up. This is the most powerful day of visitation. It is. It wasn't just a nice little Pentecost. Oh, 
fire came and empowered them to accomplish God's purposes in the earth. That's what's happening today. And that's what's been happening for the last few months. And today is say, uh, setting a marker in the earth that things have shifted. Fire is coming. Judgments are coming. Now, when I first came, well, when in the, not the first time. After coming here numerous times when I was flying on the airplane, I looked out the window and I saw this. And I just happened to find a picture. I just wanted to remind you of this. And God said, this is the gate over the region where you're going. And it's been pouring rain, and you guys have lots of rain here. And you're green here. And God said it was going to be green here. <laughs> and it is green here. It's not tumbleweeds. And I just think that's awesome. Because God said this place is going to be an oasis of visitation. There's a portal here. And they had this picture here. And I remember coming in and said, wow, I remember that, Lord. But even today, I realized fire is in that picture. Because, well, water, and it's raining, and, and Angie texted me, well, it's raining. We know you're coming. But I said, well, yeah, God's bringing the rain. But he's bringing the fire, too. He's bringing the fire. And I know it's raining, and I'm not coming against the rain because He's the one that said it was going to be like this here. And I was amazed I found this picture that the portal here, there's an outpouring. But this is where we're at now. Yes. Now, this picture came from Chuck Pierce because Billy from California sent it to him. And he sent it out. And I said, I'm going to borrow that. <laughs> so I want to give credit because this is where we are now. It is awesome. I had to have it. I actually got to get a hold of Billy and tell her I borrowed your picture. She's not going to care. That's why I did it. But the, and I wanted to say, it's not, I didn't come up with this. But this is exactly where we are right now. And all that's happening in the nation was not an accident. It was a plan by God to wake up the church. Because the church needs to be woke up. Okay? Now, I told you this morning that since we started praying for Israel this one night in the prayer group on my call, on my conference call, this fire angel came to my home and he came into my office and they're always coming in and out of there. But this guy was different. He doesn't look exactly like this. This is the closest I could find that was a free image on the internet to what he looks like, okay? And he is here. And the funny thing is, when I went to my meeting in, in Iowa, he came with me, and I, I walked in the room, and, and all my leaders were saying, look at that fire angel. Is that the one at your house? And I, I said, oh, my gosh, he's here. A and so even my grandson, when he walks in the room, he's like, oh, he's here still, Jima. Because God's trying to get something across, that the fire is coming, and it's not leaving. It's not leaving. And the fire does many things. And I started studying the fire of God. And I looked up the fire angels in the word because I always have to get it out of the word. And there's lots of scriptures about fire angels. And you'll see just a couple. But the issue is, is that that fire angel is fighting for the body of Christ right now. Now, I'm not going to say he's not fighting for America or the nations and all that. Because I told you already when we prayed 
for Israel that night when they had announced they were locking Israel up. And they weren't going to let them through unless you had a, and you couldn't even get into there. And they can't even get out without a vaccine passport. The Lord told me, you're going to war tonight. And I said, okay, I'm going to. And it's not like I don't war almost every night. <laughs> but he said, for Israel to open their gates. And we warred. And that angel showed up and he shot fiery, fiery arrows at the enemy. And the next day, they stopped that whole thing. Now, I'm telling you this not for me. I'm telling you this is the army of the Lord movement in the earth. This is where we all need to be with him. We have given over to the enemy. We've abdicated our positions of authority. And God is trying to give us the fire back and he's bringing fire to judge us first because fire does many things. I, I started studying every scripture in the Bible in several different translations. There's 506 of them in the King James Version. There's 503, but it's mentioned 546 times in the NAS Version. And I could go on and on and on. So I know about fire now. <laughs> but something is happening to me. Because I did that. Because I, I see that this angel is doing something. I see that we're not in a place where we've ever been before. And you can't go back. And all that's gone on with the church and the prophets and some of these places that say, oh, this is happening and this is happening and this is going to happen and it's not happening. Who cares what they're all saying? What is God saying? What is God saying? And I told you that I asked God, I said, okay, well, you know, I've been doing all this warfare for you <laughs> for all this time against the global elite because they're trying to stop what God wants to bring in the earth, okay? That's what the enemy's strategy is. I don't like conspiracy. I could care less. In fact, there's a scripture that says not to be afraid of conspiracies. We read it last night. I'm going to read it to you in a minute. I don't care if it's a conspiracy. I don't care if it's not a conspiracy. I don't care what it is, but it is in the way. <laughs> Get it? There are things that you know are in the way. Say, it's in the way. And say, I do not consent. I don't consent to that being in the way. And that's my opinion that God has purposely allowed what's happening for the church to get on her face. Now, there's so many stories in the Bible about God rescued Israel. We could go for hours. We talked about Deborah yesterday because we had a women's thing here yesterday. And you're all going to get one of those vases tonight, too. That's another thing. It's a prophetic thing. Because J.L. took the vav, and the vav means God came down. That's what it means in the Hebrew. And she vavved his head. And she broke the mindsets off of the people of God. That a woman can do that, number one. And that God was trying to get his people to get out of their, their sleepiness 
and the lethargic behavior and get up and fight. That's the story of Deborah. We talked about it. She judged Israel. Judging, we learned what judging means. She identified, you guys are in sin. Get back to God. You got a mix going on. But if you come back to me, just like Samuel, it says Samuel judged Israel all his life. And what he did was always get them back to God. And that's what God is saying to us. There's some things in every single one of us that God is wanting us to get back to him about. And not only that, there's a work going on in you. When the children of Israel came out of Exodus, they didn't realize. When they went to the mountain, they whined and complained because it was hard. They had to go through the fire. They saw the fire on the mountain and they freaked out. That's what happened. They freaked out when they saw the fire on the mountain. Don't freak out because you're going to see fire on the mountain, okay? I'm telling you now. You're, that's where we are in the spirit. You're at the mountain of God and the fire of God is on the mountain. Do you hear me? That's a word. God has brought us to his mountain because he's getting you ready to war. The army of the Lord movement. Heaven is already positioning itself. Yes, that's what that fire angel is. He's already doing stuff. I don't know the fullness of it, and I don't have to. I'm only supposed to know what I'm supposed to know. But he's here tonight. Now, we're going to look at church history, not for a long time, just for a few minutes, because you need to see the bigger picture. It drives me crazy that your church doesn't know where they came from. Okay? I don't like it. You need a little blip here. It'll only take a minute. We talked about what happened at Pentecost. Well, after that happened, the book of Acts was the beginning for the church. And they didn't know what they were doing. But guess who they leaned on? Holy Spirit. They didn't have the Bible even. You have a Bible. You have the written word. We have no excuse. All those in the Reformation who paid the price to get that word to us. Yeah. So all the way through to about 400 AD until Constantine came along and said he became a Christian and mixed it with paganism, okay? And we know it's not right because the whole world was dumped into a dark ages period because of it. Because when God's people are doing what they're supposed to do, the earth comes out of dark places. Yeah, well, and there's a perfect example of it. <laughs> That's what happened for, from about 400 A.D. to 1500 A.D. But before 1500 A.D., reformers, people were rising up. They started realizing, oh, my gosh, they wrote this Bible from the Latin, some Latin translation. We can't use this. And they didn't want anybody to read it. They wanted you to go listen to the, the friars and the monks and the bishops only could read the Bible. And you could go to the nice big cathedrals and look at the pretty pictures. Yeah. That's it. That's all you get. That's what they gave them. And that's the nutshell. Besides the fact that the whole Catholic Church plundered all of Europe and plundered the world. <laughs> they were the global elite of the day. Yeah. So, the church lost its light and its power because they abdicated. But there were people who were burning with fire. 
There were people on fire. I've done a lot of study about all the translations of the word because I've been trying to find the best one I can get my hands on. And I was telling earlier today, I was really angry because I bought five Bibles for my grandkids from the Tyndale. Tyndale wrote the most awesome Bible. But now the company has gone over the edge. They're going to hear from me. I'm, ca I'm calling them up, I'm telling you. We have to raise our voice. They, did, they don't capitalize he or him when it talks about Jesus or God in those Bibles. No, they don't. And I'm sure I'm going to find more. But I was reading it with my grandson, and I got very upset. But we let it happen. We let it happen. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to war, and it's time for us to take our authority. And the Lord knew we were going to come to this place. He knew that. Now, the church lost its light and power, and then we had the Reformation. And we've talked about the Hebrew calendar in the past, and we've talked about God's calendar. We talked about the Hebrew calendar was the decade of called Ayan, which means God's eye is upon you. It meant God's eye was upon them at that time because that's when God had planned to shift everything in the earth. And we just left an Ayan decade, last decade. That's why I was teaching that. So you don't have to know all of that, but it's very important to understand the Hebrew calendar because that was God's calendar. You see, it was Constantine who took us off of God's calendar. God kept working on his calendar. <laughs> but we have to live in the world and follow the world's calendar too. But we should follow God's calendar as well. Now, these are the things that started happening because of the reformers and the price they paid and the blood that was shed and the fire of God. And it was the Protestant movement in the 1500s. Uh, this isn't all of them. This is an overview for you. The 1600s, evangelical movement. The 1700s, the holiness movement. Sanctification, being set apart. Because we lost all of that. And God was restoring. These are restoration movements by the Holy Spirit. He was directing this whole thing. Now, if he can direct all this, do you not think he can direct you? Hmm? Yeah. In the 1900s, the Pentecostal movement, Holy Spirit baptism, the, and up to 1950, the Latter Rain movement. And some of these are in between and close to these dates. But this is the general thing. And, you know, I didn't put every revival in the world, in the U.S., and that wasn't the point. I wasn't trying to do the revivals. I wanted to show you that God gave back to us what was lost in the dark ages and more. And we have more than any other church generation ever in the earth. And we have technology. What is wrong with us? What is our problem? <laughs> So, of course, deliverance in the 50s and then the 60s. Now, in the 1950s, the evangelists, the great evangelist moves started coming. Healings and all of that. And right before that as well. And so then in the 60s, the pastor's ministry came forward, which is nothing wrong with that. Because that's the fivefold. You can't pick and choose. Well, we're going to take the evangelist and the pastor, but forget the rest. And then the teacher ministry in the 70s started coming out. And that was the faith movement. In the 80s was the prophetic movement. And, of course, everybody said, no, prophets are no longer for today. 
Well, that's scary. And the warfare, that's when prayer and warfare shifted and praise changed in the church. And then the 90s was when God restored the apostle back to the church. And everybody said, oh, yeah, there's no such thing as apostles. Only seven or 12. <laughs> I've heard seven. I'm like, seven? Where did you get that? Twelve apostles, that's it, no more. That's not what the word says. It says when he ascended, he gave all these. So for the last 50 years of the last uh, 100 years, God restored the five-fold offices of the church. Because it takes a government to take out a government. Well, it does. You know, they didn't say an, uh, a praying person went over there and challenged uh, uh, Baal. A prophet did. And Jezebel, it was a prophet. That's just because governmental. It has to be that way. Because they're, at, they're causing, Jezebel was causing the body of Christ to abdicate their position. And who was governing then? Jezebel. No. It's not right. Now, so we can see the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, the prophet, the apostle. Now you had a quick history lesson. Okay? Now what is all that for? What for? So what? <laughs> because we're going to be doing stuff. We're supposed to be about our Father's business in every way. Each one of those offices, not just apostles and prophets or pastors, but, and even if you're not, quote, an evangelist by the office, you can have an evangelistic anointing. You can have a pastoral anointing and help your pastor. You can have a prophetic anointing and give prophetic words and see things, be a seer. You don't necessarily have to, quote, be a prophet, but... God gave it all back. Why? For the equipping of the church. What are we being equipped for? Like he had a prophetic word. He saw an angel that was equipped, ready to go to war. We don't have these meetings so you can come and hear all this and go home and go, that was nice. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's not what this is. I'm not here to give a good preach. I could care less what anybody thinks. That's the other thing. If you don't like me, I won't come back. <laughs> but I like you. <laughs> but here's the reason I'm doing this, because I have a fire inside that won't stop. He made me intense. I like to shout. I can't help it. It just comes out when the Holy Spirit's taking over, I just start yelling. So I'm sorry if you get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because I'm consumed with what he's consumed with. I'm consumed about what our forefathers have done. And I want to be prepared. And I am told by God that I'm to raise up the army of the Lord, which I am. But that would be you. When you could say, well, I'm, I don't do what you do. You don't have to do it the way I do it. You have your own sphere of warfare. You have your own assignment. But that's what's wrong with us right now. We think only the Catherine Watsies are going to go out there and do it all. 
Well, I'll do it if I have to, but that's not right. <laughs> no, it's not. And, you know, I told you, I, they told me in my church, because I came from drugs, God will never use anybody like you. You need to just be happy that you got saved and follow Jesus. And the Holy Spirit was talking to me every night, and I went and told the pastor, this spirit, the Holy Spirit, he comes and talks to me every single night, and he told me this and this and this. Oh, and I saw this vision. Is that what you call it? And they said, God does not talk to people like you. So I told the Holy Spirit, don't talk to me until I figure this out. But I figured it out. And that's what you need to do. You need to get in the Word. And really get in the Word. When's the last time you read 500 scriptures? Because you really wanted to know what God said about it. Don't you want to know what God thinks about it? About something? I do. I do. When he told me, I want you to prophesy fire, I prophesied it, and I didn't know what I was saying. Then I said, I need to find out. I know some of the word. I know a lot of things it says, but I needed to really search because fire's in here. Yeah. The more I kept reading, the bigger it got. It's coming out of my mouth now. <laughs> yeah. It is. That's the Lord. But I'm not anybody better. It's for all of us that way. I just get to go through the thicket first. That's what I always say. I get to go through the thickets, get my arms and legs cut off, put them back on and get up and go, look, I did it. <laughs> Do we make mistakes? Of course you're going to make a few mistakes. Get over it. Amen. We're in a new time. Now, these are restorations, and I had to update this. Restoration movements now and still to come. We have the new apostolic reformation that we're in already, and the prophets have said this. We've been in the all saints movement, but I don't see all the saints getting up yet. In 2008 was another declaration of the Lord that another reformation is coming, and do you remember what reformation is? Awakening is when you wake up. And see, they woke up and saw, wow, the, but they're not reading the Bible right. The Catholic Church was not giving us the word right. Oh, my gosh, we've got to change it. So they tried to write the word, and they tried to kill them. But they finally got it printed, and they kept rewriting it and rewriting it as much as they could. All these different reformers, they gave their lives. They paid a price just so you can have that in your hand. They didn't even have it. They had to, actually, it would have been cool. They translated it. I said, I want to look at the real stuff, <laughs> which I have. But we're in another reformation, an awakening, because we need to wake up, and we need to reform what we're doing. That's what reformation is. We need to change. We can't play church anymore. There's no more playing church. Do you hear me? No more playing church. The game's over. Throw out the board. No more playing church. That's what I have said to many, many churches. And I'm not saying you are or you're not, but I'm telling the people of God, no more playing church. And I believe you're the remnant here. I believe you're seeking God. But somebody needs to hear, no more playing church. It's not, well, I do this all week and then this and this and then Sunday I go to church. No, no. There's a king and he loves you, and he wants to live in you and dwell in you. And wherever you are in your sphere of life, he's going to use you. Amen. 
And we're in the end times. Do you know that? They're killing babies. Do you know that? Every day babies die. Yes. Because we abdicated our position. Yes, we did. I cr cried out for mercy since 2008 on our prayer calls. That God hasn't come down and judged us. Because all that blood cries out. Now, we're in the army of the Lord movement now. And it started in 2016, but there's a momentum building right now. Prophets started prophesying that. God told me that I was going to be a general in the Army of the Lord movement, and I didn't even know what that was, way back in 1987. I said, what's that? He said, just put it on the shelf. It's not for now, but that's what you're going to do. He told me I would go to the nations, which I have. I put it on the shelf back then because I didn't understand. But I understand now. And I understand God is moving in the earth. You see, he's got prayer raised up against what's happening in our nation in a righteous way. There's a lot of prayer going up at every level, at every level. But he has an appointed time because he first wants to deal with his own people. What good will it be if, we've, if, if Trump got back in today? Truly, if Trump got back in today, we would go right back to where we were. See, God's smarter than us. The Holy Spirit is smarter than all of us. He is. He knows what he's doing. When I asked the Lord, because everybody was prophesying, oh, this is going to happen, oh, that is going to happen, and the Holy Spirit told me it's going to shake. That's all he told me. So I'm telling you, it's going to shake. It's still going to shake. It has shake, been shaken, but you ain't seen nothing yet. It needs to shake. We need it to shake. I want them to be shaken out. And I want whatever's in me to be shaken out. We're going through the fire. That's why the word fire's coming. Now, we're in the third great global awakening. And years ago, when I started praying about these people and about what they're doing to the nations, and especially our nation, which I never wanted to get into, only God can make you do this, I'm telling you. But the amazing thing is, he told me, just like the Reformation, that structure was in my way. And I moved it aside because they prayed. They warred until, say the word, until, until. You don't stop until, and you don't consent. We just don't go, oh, they have it now. I guess it's over. The Antichrist is coming. No, no, that's not the answer. No. One of my prophets had a dream because I said, well, Lord, how are we going to move forward from here? And she had a dream. And in the dream, I was painting with Jesus, and he turned to me and said, I'm still painting. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm still painting. <laughs> and it was God's way of telling me, nothing's changed. Keep going. Keep praying. Keep ministering. Get on your face before God. Stuff's about to happen. Now, 
when I was coming here, and last night, yesterday, I saw this flame here, and then this morning, I saw this flame here, but when I went back to my room, <laughs> I had to go find this, because I saw this is coming, okay? I'm just going to tell you now. It's not this cutesy little flame, okay? It's not. This. This is what's coming. This is what the Lord is saying. And I got on my face. I said, God help us. You know, I'm burdened for you. That's why I come. I don't come because I want you to give me money. I don't have to do that. God's my provider. I don't come because I like to all let you all listen to me. That's not why I come. I don't come because I'm trying to make a following, like she said. In fact, most people, I yell at them and tell them, you're already lined up with your pastor. You need to stay there. Quit doing that. But I work together with those that I'm connected with. We work in an alliance. And I give myself to help you. That's why I'm here. I give myself. I'll do whatever I have to do to help you see. That's why I make these PowerPoints. Because I want you to perceive in your mind what he's saying. He's coming in fire. Now, fire brings judgment. Now, I want to just tell you a couple of things. I'm not going to read all these because I can get carried away and make these horribly long PowerPoints. Because I want to tell you everything. But we don't have time for that. So you're going to hear just some of it. But when you look in the word of God, there's what is called the law of first mention. Okay? And the first time a word is mentioned in, uh, in the word is usually a governing factor about what that word means. So the very first place in every translation I looked at, that fire is mentioned, it says, then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Now, what does that tell you? <laughs> That's the first place in the word of God that fire is mentioned. You know, I don't care what they tell the kids in the school that the caveman made the fire. He didn't. <laughs> there was no caveman. <laughs> I'm teaching my grandson homeschool right now. And... And he's angry about the caveman thing <laughs> because he learned he was knit in his mother's womb. And he learned that God is a consuming fire. And he's been to heaven several times. When his great-grandpa died, God took him to heaven and he rode bikes with his great-grandpa in heaven. And came and told me, gee, Ma, I saw Pa in heaven. We rode bikes. <laughs> Hey, that's what should be happening. Not just me or you even, the kids. There's a move of God over the children. I prophesied it yesterday, and I'm going to continue to prophesy it. They're going to prophesy. They're going to have dreams. They're going to see visions. They're going to see Jesus. They're going to go to heaven and see what's going on in heaven. The second scripture is Abraham was going to put his son on the fire is the second thing in the word of God with fire, those two things. So to me, that's very significant that first God doesn't tolerate idolatry. He doesn't tolerate all that's going on, and it may look like the enemy's getting away with stuff. Well, our puny little lifespan means nothing to him. 
And you have no idea what's coming. Yes, he's coming. He told me, I'm coming to shake everything that can be shaken. Including you and me. And I hope so. I don't want to miss it. Now we know that Moses was able to call down hail, fire, light, everything. God uses fire to judge. And that's why I chose that scripture. There's so many more. David and Joshua, both of them. When Joshua went out, God told him, you will burn their cities with fire. What did God do to Sodom and Gomorrah? He burned it with fire. That's how serious he is about those things. Even in the New Testament, when I went and prayed at an altar, I found out that there was a gentleman that had prayed there also. And we prayed over this thing and it broke. Because God doesn't tolerate these things. And it caught on fire. I went to pray at the highest Buddhist temple in the world because the Holy Spirit said, you need to go there. And I had my reasons. I'm not going to tell you all the stories. But I'm going to tell you what happened. Then I had to go to Washington, D.C. to do some other stuff. And I was invited to go to a meeting with, uh, I'm not even going to say who it was. <laughs> but I was at this meeting, <clears throat> and the Dalai Lama's representative was there, too. Asking for help because they want to go back into Tibet and have their temple, which we prayed at that place, their Portala Palace, which, by the way, is this big white giant palace with the red part. And I asked the guy that was giving us the tour, what's the red part? He's like, oh, that's the religious part. I'm like, oh, yeah, they can have government and religion, but we can't. So anyway, we prayed at the, the highest Buddhist temple of all the nations. And I was told not to go in that place. And they walk you around Buddha. You take a little tour. And I brought my vavs. <laughs> my husband and I brought vavs. Because the Lord said, you're going to vavve the land. You're going you're to prophetically declare that I'm coming down on this land. So here I am in Washington, D.C. later, after my husband kind of went around the back and put a vav in Buddha's butt. <laughs> yes, he did. My husband is a character. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> he told me when he came out, I bought Buddha's butt. I said, oh my gosh, I hope they don't have that on camera and come looking for us. Anyway, <laughs> so anyhow, I was in D.C. And it was the Tibetan New Year. And guess what? That temple burned down to the ground. Okay? I have so many stories about God coming and doing this stuff. I could keep you here for days. But why am I saying it? Because I believe him. I don't have a choice. He told me, you go. You do it and I'll come. And when I was at that meeting, these representatives to the Dalai Lama were crying, our temple's burning down to the ground. And I was trying really hard not to smile. I'm like, mm, really? Whoa, God, okay. <laughs> There is not one thing we've done for the Lord that he has not brought his judgment on it, okay? Not one. There's one that's on the burner right now, but they're either on the burner or they're done. Just like we went to the roots and the high places of Buddhism and Hinduism in the earth. 
And when we went to the Hinduism and this 2,000-year-old tree and this cave where Maharishi lived for two years, I don't care. And God told me, prophesy to the Himalayans that I'm going to shake it. And he shook it. And there was an earthquake at Mount Everest. Remember that? Several years back? Mm -hmm, that was the earthquake. Oh, not only that, in Nepal, 80% of the Hindu temples were destroyed. Because I have friends that lived there. Their house just stood in the middle while everything fell down. And there was another guy. He's a prophet in that, in that country that's, whoo, let me tell you. And he built a house on the mountain surrounded by all these temples a little bit farther out of Kathmandu. And all those temples fell down except for his church building. Because he goes around and rescues all the people that are crippled that nobody wants and brings them into his church. And let me tell you, they are prophets. They are warriors. But God came. And of course, a lot of it caught on fire. Because God. Now, what is the army of the Lord movement? It's you. Say, it's me. It's me. It's me. I want the faith. I want the faith. Help me, Lord, give me faith. Now, they didn't put that on the news about the Joe Kong Temple. And I'm sure they're trying to build it again. But I guarantee you he's going to knock it right back down because he told me so. Yes. He shook the whole Himalayans and shook the iniquity out of the mountains. You know what it was? The mountain said, yes! Somebody prayed. Get it off of me. The creation cries out. But I'm not the only one. That's the thing. I'm telling you because I want you to get excited. Because I'm expecting to hear stuff. Yes. I am. You know, the Lord went before them in fire. Cloud by day, fire by night. He's a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it. Because fire goes before him and consumes all his enemies. Now, if he lives in you, then that fire should be going before you, don't you think? Because he's in here. So if you're going, I'm coming over here. Well, God's going with me. And fire is going before me. That's why I don't care. If I die, I die. <laughs> I'll go to heaven. I'll war up there. <laughs> but I want to war down here till my time is done. And I will not stop until I have accomplished what he has called me to do. Say until. A sweet prayer is not enough. You have to contend. Now sometimes there's omega prayers. That's what happened when I went to the Joe Kong Temple. God told me this is an omega prayer. You're not going to pray over this 20 times, 100 times. You don't even have to pray but once. One prayer, he told me, you go in there and do what I tell you to do and you get out. 
Just like we went to the Himalayas. After we prayed there, he said, now hurry up and get out of here. And I said, we have to go. <laughs> the earthquake came three months later. But it scared me when he said that. We had to drive up these cliffs where you can't even pass the other cars for eight hours. And the guy pulled me aside and said, if we get pulled over by bandits, don't talk. I'm like, what bandits? <laughs> and he told me, they'll throw the car off the cliff, they'll throw me off the cliff, and they'll throw all of you off the cliff for whatever you're carrying. And I said, nope, I've got angels. That's that. I have Jesus. Nobody's throwing us off any cliff. I didn't tell my team. I said, did you hear that? <laughs> but he warned me, don't get out of the car if you get pulled over by bandits. Hmm. Oh, yeah. These big, giant, fat trucks would come by, and we're on the edge of the cliff, and I don't even know. You can't even see the bottom. You know, you've seen those movies where they're driving those big, funny-looking colored trucks, and they make the funny horns? Yeah, that's what they had. And they're like, whoop, you're in our way. Move. And your wheel is going off the edge. And I'm like, Jesus, I know there's an angel holding on to that wheel. <laughs> we had to sleep in 32-degree weather in the hotel room. Yeah, but you know what was really cool? I didn't know which hotel to pick, and I said, Holy Spirit, there's like five hotels in this little town up in the Himalayan mountains. You know, it was only 10,000 feet up at that place. But the thing is, God told me, pick that one. So I picked the one he said, and when we got there, the man could speak a little English, and we had an interpreter and a guide with us, and he's actually part of our network, my apostolic network. He has churches, and, and so he was our interpreter, and he came and said to me, you do not know how highly favored you are. And I said, why? And he said, because they don't let people come into this town unless you come through this man that owns this hotel. And the place where you want to go and pray, they won't allow you to go there unless this man takes you there because he is the escort. He's the tour guide, and you have to go through him. And now, how could I know that? I didn't, but I'm just saying to you, Holy Spirit told me what to do because he had a plan that he was going to shake the mountain and he was going to shake the iniquity out. And he also told me I'm going to pull the plug on the elite's power because they're all tied to all that, okay? Now, we're going to keep going. Angels of fire, I want to talk about this for a minute. We all know that Elijah was carried away in a fiery chariot, okay? There's your first example in the word. But Exodus says, the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. That angel of fire was in that bush. That's why that bush was burning. Because God was getting ready to do something for his people. That's why the angel of fire is here, because God is getting ready to do something. Do you understand? And he's not even in a bush. <laughs> now, it says in Psalms 104, he makes the winds his messengers and flaming fire his ministers. And that's also in Hebrew 1.7 in the New Testament. So you see, God identifies his angels that they're flaming ministers. You know, I've seen that 100,000 times and it didn't hit me like it did now because there's this angel of fire around. And we're going to skip that. <laughs> this is what it says. Know therefore today that it is the Lord your God who is crossing over before you as a consuming fire. Do you see? 
He will destroy them and he will subdue them before you so that you may drive them out and destroy them quickly, just as the Lord has spoken to you. See, he's going before you as a consuming fire. But who's doing it too? The angels. They're his ministers. They're his servants. But where else is the fire going to be? Here. I know because it's coming out my mouth. You shall tear down their altars and smash their sacred pillars and burn their ashram with fire. And you shall cut down the engraved images of their gods and obliterate their name from that place. There's been a lot of places that we prayed that caught on fire. A lot of them. Not all of them, but a great majority have caught on fire. We even prayed for the Federal Reserve in New York and it caught on fire. <laughs> because we need deliverance from that. And it caught on fire. A whole, the whole roof was on fire. Look it up. Look it up for yourself. Now, Joshua, he burned Hazor with fire. And he burned this place with fire. And he burned that place with fire. Because God said, you burn it with fire. Now, thank God we don't go around burning the cities with fire. We don't have to do that. We're going to leave that to God and the angels. Now, when Solomon had prayed, fire came from heaven and consumed everything. The burnt offering sacrifices and the glory of the Lord came. And the priests couldn't even enter the house. And all the sons of Israel, seeing the fire come down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground. And they worshiped and gave praise to the Lord, saying, truly, he is good. Truly, his loving kindness is everlasting. Probably about 10 years ago, we were having a meeting at my house, and it, was, it, it had snowed. And the property next to us is, uh, you know, it's got a fence there, and we live on the edge of this little town. And they have cattle farther down, but there's a fence there. And so we had a meeting. We were having a great time. All of a sudden, the fire department shows up. <laughs> and they drove across my husband's lawn, and he was not having it. <laughs> because there's an easement on our lawn from the city. The city owns it. Because we're at the end of the block, and no one else is there but this other property. Well, the property was on fire, and it had snow on the ground. And the firemen were scratching their heads. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you see that? They even said to me, do you, do you see that? <laughs> I said, yep. <laughs> and I know it was a, a sign from God. It's not because the ground was conducive. And I had received a prophetic word about calling down fire and that the fire of God was coming many years ago. So when I heard this and saw this, I knew it was God's way of just saying, get ready, I'm coming in fire. It wasn't to validate me. It was to validate himself. He's just trying to make me believe it. He's trying to help me believe him. For the Lord will execute judgment by fire and by his sword on all flesh. And those slain by the Lord will be many. And that's sad. We don't want that many to die. We don't. But there's coming a time where even the judgments of God, the fire is coming. Now, I'm going to say this to you, and you may be really uncomfortable. But this is the truth. Fire, the fire of God is coming to judge us now. Better that you get on your face before God now and let him judge you. And I would not be true if I didn't say this to you. And that's what happened this morning at Pentecost. We talked about it when we were talking about Pentecost, that we want the fire of God to judge us. We want him to come 
and speak to us and burn in us and get out whatever it is that needs to get out. Don't go home and go, okay, well, that was nice. No, don't. Listen to what I'm saying to you. What's coming ahead is going to be glorious and, and fearful all at the same time. It is. And you want to be on the right side of the fire. That's what I'm telling you. Don't you? Yes. I'm going to skip all this. But the Lord says that I will be a wall of fire all around her and the glory in her midst. You see, God's going to be a wall of fire around you and protect you. And I've experienced that, doing what he wants. And so this army of the Lord movement, what is that? What is that? What, you, know, you know now what the evangelistic movements were. You saw what happened, how God came. You saw what happened when all those different things happened in the earth. All these manifestations of God came. Well, I'm telling you, Another manifestation of God is coming, and it's going to be a roar of the Lion of Judah from the mouth of his people, because this is the decade of pay in Hebrew. Now, we said last decade, last 10 years was ayin in Hebrew, which is the eye of God. That's what it means. This decade is the mouth, pay. In Hebrew, pay is your mouth. Just like in Acts, tongues of fire came on them. Power came. We like to read that, and then that's a nice story. That's a nice story. Not enough. How, how desperate are you? Let me ask you this. How desperate are you for God? How desperate are you to know him more? How desperate are you to hear his voice? How desperate are you to understand his word? How desperate are you to save souls? You know how messed up our country is right now? Have you figured that out? Do you care? Because of wrong teaching, we think we're just supposed to hide under the pews and the chairs and wait to get out of here. No. That's not righteousness. That is not biblical end-time teaching. And I'm going to be putting something together, I can guarantee you, because I'm going to come against all that because I've been working on it for a long time. And I'm going to tell it God's way, the Word's way. Because it turns out I found out there was these people who came in and infiltrated the church and kind of said, well, let's do it this way. And let's tell them this and that. And it wasn't even true. And when the time's right, I'm going to say who those people were and the others who did it with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to spill the beans. <laughs> Knock the bucket over. Yeah, it's time to know what really. That's why the church is lethargic. Too many are saying, oh, it's time. Look, now the end times. We're waiting for the Antichrist any minute. Yep, now we're got this. And I've had people asking me, even on our prayer call, you think this vaccination is the mark of the beast? I said, no. I don't care if it has a chip in it. I could care less. 
Are we part of that system? I will never be a part of that system. I'm not a part of that system. I'm outside of that system. If they have to bury me in the ground because I won't be a part of the system, that's just fine by me. But no, that's not the mark of the beast. <laughs> it's not. Is it trying to control you? Yes. Do they want to take over your medical? Yes. And your banking and everything about you? Oh, yeah, they do. But does God want that? No. He's not done painting yet. Did you hear what he said? He's not done painting. He's painting a picture of his glory in the earth and his visitations in the earth. And the greatest move of God that's ever come is going to be on that painting. And guess what? I was doing it with him. Are you painting with him? Are you painting with him? Are you going to be a mighty warrior in this movement? Because God will use your mouth as his sword. You are his voice in the earth. You know how many times I have to say that everywhere I go? Over and over and over. The faith, it, let it get in here. That's why when I went to that Buddhist temple, I said, you will calm down. Your time is over. And it was. I'm his ambassador. So are you. And you have to start doing it sometime. And I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Yes, that's all going to come. It says so right in the word. Sorry. People don't want to hear that. Well, I'll just sit on my couch and watch some TV. <laughs> don't get me wrong. The army of the Lord movement is here now. Do you want to sit back and watch what they're doing to our nation? No, you don't. And I think everybody's begging and pleading for God to come, and God's saying, I'm begging, I'm praying for you to get up and pray. I'm praying for you to get up and do what you're supposed to do. I've researched what happened to our nation. They came and took it right under our noses. They came into the church and took the church. Yeah. They took the church. These rich people. Rockefeller is one of them. The church, ooh, he must be blessed of God. He has all that money. No! He cheated and lied and stole just because he had money. He bought the nation. He bought everything, the education. Yeah. They started foundations so they could hide their money and get the treasury to give them grants so they could build their businesses and they could destroy America. Yes, this is the truth. That's right. That's right. We could go on and on. We could go on and on and on. How long are we going to be like Deborah? Are we going to be like Deborah? Now they're trying to take the guns. They're not taking my gun. I got a gun. I carry it when I'm home. I don't take it on the airplane. They won't let me. <laughs> Actually, I can. I have a carry permit. My grandson has a gun. It's all right. It's not bad. I don't threaten anybody. But my point is, they, they want to take that 
last thing, and that's when we're done. They're trying to rewrite the Constitution now. Did you know that? Yeah. Are we going to abdicate? That's right. Do not consent. So then what do you do? That's the question. Now what do I do, Lord? Okay, I hear all this. I hear I'm the army. Now what? Well, let me say this to you first. I want to read this first. You are not to say, it's a conspiracy. This is what it says in the word. In regard to all that this people call a conspiracy, and you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. It is the Lord of hosts whom you should regard as holy, and he, he shall be your fear, and he shall be your dread. I don't care what they're doing. I care, but I mean, I don't care. I care about what God is doing. We all know it. We all know it, what's going on. Yes. You know, and there's all this stuff on the internet. Oh, yeah, there's these tribunals, and there's this, and there's that, and who cares? I don't need a tribunal. <laughs> I have the power of God and prayer. Now, if he brings a tribunal, hallelujah. But I'm not going to chase the tribunal emails and, and uh, videos around. I'm not going to uh, chase all these things around. Stop doing that. Get your answer from there. And don't listen to Q. Oh, my gosh. Please. It's a setup. It's not what you think. Don't. I'm telling you, I know. And it, they, sound, they play a good tune. They act like they're walking a good walk. Don't listen to it. Do you think, do you think the elite are going to just let somebody get on and tell all those kinds of things? Right. No. Right. They don't. Right. The people that are getting away with it, they're in on it. I'm telling you. The ones that I've seen die because they were telling, unfortunately, they were the real ones. Okay, that's how it really works. The people that really know don't blab it on the internet. Because most of that is twisted and partially true. Maybe. And who cares? Who cares? Yes, I know people that know stuff. I don't even care. I don't bug them every day. What's going on? What's going on? Tell me, tell me. Please, I want to know. No, I've got the king of heaven and he sees it all. And whatever I need to know, he's going to tell me. He's going to tell me. And see, right now, that's what he's doing. We have a national war group that meets on a call. I have my regular war group that meets. I have international groups that meet. We're praying over this whole thing, and we're going at it strategically. We're not just offering nice little prayers. Oh, God, help us. No, we're not. We're crying out to God. We're asking for help and crying out, but then he's talking to us and saying, pray this, do this, do that. And stuff's happening. <laughs> Not because of us, but because of him. I want to be part of his army, not the media army. I don't want to be part of Q's army. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't need Q. 
You don't need Q. You know, our need to know what's happening is why we do those things. But you can't validate them. You can't. You can't. Not the way you really need to. We need to trust in the Lord. The army of the Lord is God's people rising up and the release of God's power coming out. You know, God could have came to Egypt. He could have knocked Pharaoh right off that high horse, knocked him off his throne. He could have knocked over the army with one swoop. He could have breathed on him and the whole place would have burned down, but he didn't do that. He's never done it that way. For one thing, he did everything he created, he created through his son. And he desires everything that he does, he do it through his people. He told Deborah what to do. He told Moses what to do. He didn't say, stand here and watch me do it all for you. He never did. Part of the problem is we don't talk to God. We don't hear the voice of God. Now, you don't have to hear a, I am the Lord, and your house shake. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in here. Now, I hear a voice. I can't help it. I'm just weird. I hear him tell me, but I don't hear an audible voice. I hear him talk to me. That takes practice. And if you don't read the word, he's not going to talk to you. Tell you that right now. If you don't read the word, he ain't going to talk to you. He told me, I am one with my word. If you don't read my word, you don't hear my voice. He told me that as a new Christian. He said, I'm one with my word. And here's the problem. If you only read the word, you're going to get religious. <laughs> and if you only go in the spirit, you're going to be a flibberty gibbet. <laughs> and you're going to be flying all over the place with no foundation and no grounding. Flibberty gibbet. <laughs> There's a lot of flibberty gibbets out there, let me tell you. Someone will come up to me, oh, I had this vision of this and that and this and that and this and that. Well, what did God say? I don't know. <laughs> I know that person. <laughs> well, and we need to pray for that person. And I tell the person, your answer is in the word of God. If it ain't in the word, then throw that vision out, okay? That's what I tell them. If you can't find what God is saying in the word to go with that, then it's not God. Everything I do, when God tells me to do something, I say, I need it in the word, Lord. Most of the time, I'm like, I know where that is in the Word. But it used to be, as I was growing, I would say to him, I need it in the Word, Lord, please. I want to know that I'm hearing you correctly and test myself. Give it to me in the Word. And he always has. And it's in there somewhere, guaranteed. It always surprises me. It always really blesses me. Wow, it's in here. Wow, that's you. <laughs> Let's stand up. So you've seen that God has brought movements of restoration by his Holy Spirit into the earth. And we're still being restored back to God. It didn't stop after the Reformation. In fact, at the Reformation, it began a movement of restoration and different movements that came. And this is another move of God in the earth where God is restoring what was robbed from us. And we want all that God has for us. So let's lift our hands to the Lord. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for all that you're doing in the earth. We thank you even for the shakings of the nations right now. 
We thank you, Lord, that you're getting ready to shake everything that can be shaken in us, in our families, to redeem, to heal, and to heal nations, and to bring about the greatest move of God. And Lord, even that wave of fire that's coming, it's only the beginning. Because more waves that are bigger and bigger are coming. And so, Lord, we don't want to miss this movement that you're bringing. Every movement and every group, Lord, that walked in the moves of the past persecute the moves of the future. And so I'm asking you at this time, Lord, to break all fear, to break confusion off those that think, well, that's just not for me. But it's for all of us, Lord. But we all have a unique place in this army of warring and fighting and praying for what you're getting ready to do in the earth. Now, Lord, we can sit back and abdicate the nation over. But we will stand before you in heaven. And you will raise up the next generation to do it. Help us, oh God, that we don't do that. Help us, O oh God, that the generations in this room will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. That will hear the Father's call on their lives. That will hear the rally cry to what God is doing right now. That will hear their calling from you, Lord. And take their place in the army of God. And, Lord, we're not going back to what we did in the good old days. The good old days are good old days. And I ask that you birth the new over this region, that you birth the new over the leaders here, that you birth the vision of what you're doing in every one of the people here, Lord, that you birth it with fire. Let it be birthed in fire. Let it come forth in fire, Lord. That we would walk anew at this time, Lord. I pray for each one, Lord. Everyone here, small, young to the old. Lord, you've, you've purposed that this region right here is going to have an outpouring. And you brought the rain to confirm your own word. And Lord, I believe you're going to confirm the fire. And I don't know how, but you're going to do it. Because you always do whatever you want. <laughs> and, Lord, you always confirm yourself. But, Lord, I'm asking, I'm asking now that we won't even need that, Lord. <laughs> that we will believe your word 